morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast for a Wednesday hump day in January. It's going to get cold again. It's 65 degrees in Pittsburgh today, but it's going to get cold again. Um, I'm going to have to hang out on the back deck a little bit today, maybe, if uh, the rain holds out for a little bit, because this is probably the last day for a while where that's going to be possible. And I was thinking about this. Um, you know, what do we do in the off season as baseball fans? Now, there's a chunk of you guys that watch the NFL, and I watch the NFL to some extent. Um, and, you know, some of you watch the Penguins and stuff like that. But um, for me, like, baseball season is the best time of the year, and I look forward to it, mostly because of baseball. I mean, I like the warm weather, but I'm not planning on moving to Florida when I retire. Um, I don't really like the heat in the winter, and I could move back and forth. Um, and maybe I will, but I mean, the wife and I have kind of talked about getting a, um, an RV and just living from campground to campground when we get older. I know people that do that, but I don't really like the idea of driving a a house around, you know what I mean? I don't even like driving my car around the the crazy drivers today, driving a house around in my (laughs) sixties, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, I don't know that I need that stress. which is why some people just keep their same old houses. I think that we're likely moving to Pittsburgh because we both like Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh is even more reasonable than a lot of the areas here in northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, It's certainly more reasonable than Philadelphia or Chicago or other places that we like, you know, other cities that we like. Um, We looked into moving into one of these neighborhoods in Pittsburgh where you can walk to things in your neighborhood. You know, you could walk to the store you could walk to a restaurant. Um, and I just like the feel of Pittsburgh. I mean, it's always been my favorite city. Uh, even though I've lived in um, San Francisco, Chicago, um, Philadelphia, really for the longest period of time. Um, I always liked Pittsburgh because it's sort of smallish. Um, the neighborhoods are cool. It just has a feel to it that no other city has um, with the hills and everything and you know, with the Yinzers and um, the way the people get behind the Steelers and the uh, Penguins. And of course, they have the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I was looking at it, you know, I was kind of looking for an angle today for my podcast. Last season, I went and got a ton of guests and it was fun. Um, I got like two or three guests that were prospect writers to talk on the show. Um, I got guests from the Cardinals, the Reds, um, the Brewers, and we you know we talked about um, how their teams were doing, you know, and the Cubs as well. But yeah, it was fun, but I just didn't feel like doing it this year. I don't know why, you know. And I feel like the thing that makes my podcast different is I just kind of go with the flow of what's going on with my life, and um, I don't just do the same thing that everybody else does, which is update you on what's happening with the Pittsburgh Pirates for the week. Um, you know, they did sign Rich Hill and whatnot, you know, recently. Um, and, but I'm looking into the Cubs and they signed Dansby Swanson to be their shortstop. They signed Jamison Tallion to be a fifth, um, starter. I mean, he's really their fourth starter, but Justin Steele, their young guy was actually better than Rowanzi Contreras last year. Um, he is a 2014 draft pick, which might be the same as Tallion, uh, right around there, right? 
And he had a 3.18 ERA last year in like 23 starts. And I think um, Rorenzi Contreras was like 374. So, I mean, how can you seriously compare the Cubs and the Pirates? And um, Cody was giving me a hard time because I was actually comparing the Cubs to the Pirates because he thinks the Pirates are better. But I'm looking at the Cubs, um, and they have Seiya Suzuki. Um, They have signed uh, Marcus Stroman. Um, They also went out and signed um, another veteran guy. They have Jan Gomes, who's okay. He's a better hitter than our our, catcher. Um, But they have um, Bellinger to platoon at first base, who is a name that you're familiar with. Um, You can't tell me if the Pirates went out and got him, you wouldn't be somewhat excited because I know people were pushing for the Pirates to get Bellinger. Um, But there's really no way. And they have Ian Happ, you know, who's a stud, who's an all-star, who's from Pittsburgh. So, I mean, we know that baseball is not fair. Um, The teams don't spend equal amounts of money. And there's really no way that we ever are going to compete with the Cardinals, who are loaded, and the Cubs, who are just loading up. You know, and they still have young guys like Justin Steele. Um, But their young guys tend to perform better because they don't rush them into the big leagues. If they feel like Justin Steele's not ready, they'll just go out and sign another veteran arm. You know, they'll spend the money. And, yeah, the Cubs fans will complain that they're not spending enough money. You know, they're not keeping up with the Phillies and the Padres and teams like that. But... At the end of the day, it's still a lot more money than the Pirates are spending. So it's not really fair, you know. But still, you know, this is the kind of, this is the time of year where, this is how I've been for as long as I can remember. At least since I got out of college. You know, I would sort of dream of baseball this time of year. Um, They used to come out with a um, prospects uh, thing in the bookstores. I used to go to like, B. Dalton bookstores when they had them or um, whatever name, Barnes and Noble, you know, whatever bookstore you might go to. There's not many bookstores left these days, but we don't really do that anymore. You know, we don't really go to the bookstores because everything is online and there are still people that make projections online and stuff like that. But I felt disingenuous to go over um, prospects year after year because after talking to my baseball card guy here in Scranton, and he pointed out that, you know, the hyped up prospects usually aren't the ones that make it. And we really saw that last year with um, Michael Harris, too, for Atlanta, outperforming all of the other top 10 prospects. He wasn't even in the top 10. And uh, some guys like Torkelson just doing terrible, you know. So we know that the Pirates are not going to compete with the Cardinals. We know that they're not going to compete with the Cubs. And they're also not going to compete with the Brewers this year, who did not have a fire sale. Um, There was talk that the Brewers might have a fire sale, but most of it was from some of the Pirates fans on Twitter, like Yark and a couple other guys that sort of tune into that stuff. And, you know... I could be like every other podcast and just sort of hype up what the Pirates have done. Um, And I have talked about who they have. And honestly, I think their bullpen is probably a little bit better this year. And their rotation is a little bit better this year. 
And those are the two things that helped the um, Baltimore Orioles compete last year. But I don't think they're going to be as good as the Orioles guys were. They have some relievers with ERAs below four in their career. Um, They have three of those guys. One of the guys they signed, I think that the guy that they just signed, it was reportedly that they were going to sign him to a two-year deal. And then weeks went by. There must have been something in his medicals to where they changed the deal to a one-year deal plus a club option. So I'm not so sure about that reliever. But I do think that their bullpen is a little bit better. I do like watching their young guys. And I've told you last year, I had a chance to watch the double-A guys on several occasions. Um, Number one, I saw them in Altoona. Number two, I saw them in Harrisburg. Um, Number three, I saw them up in Binghamton, which is great. Really close to my house. Well, I mean, about less than an hour, let's put it that way. So that was a lot of fun. And then I also got to see some games um, uh, around other areas. You know, but the triple-A team's just too far away. And the the single-A teams are too far south. So really, the most the most teams I get to watch are the double-A teams. And the most fun I had was kind of seeing guys like, I got to see Cannon Smith Nigma hit a home run last year. And I don't think he's a guy that's necessarily going to impact your major league team. Um, but he was a fun guy to watch in the minors. Um, I got to see um, Matt Frazier, you know, who just put up video game numbers in, Goul- in Greensboro. Goolsboro is where my wife is from. Greensboro is where they play in North Carolina. Um, and then, you know, once he hit double-A pitching, he was just very human. And he looked kind of smallish then, you know. He wasn't as big as some of the guys that the Pirates have um, right now in their minor league system. And, man, he just wasn't looking like a guy that's going to impact your major league team, which I was thinking he was going to be their corner outfielder for sure. You know, Matt Frazier, if he hit that well in Greensboro. But that's the problem is we have a lot of young guys who may do pretty well in the minor leagues. And some of them haven't even done well in the minor leagues, which is why I can't project a guy like Henry Davis to do well until he at least you know, masters double A, you know, until he's one of the best hitters in double A, which he hasn't been. He was one of the worst hitters in double A last year, and he was old for the league. So, I mean, he's got a long way to go. You know, exact same thing happened with me and, um, and Nick Gonzalez, you know, had this love affair with Nick Gonzalez, the way he finished the season in Greensboro two years ago, and the way he went to the Arizona Fall League and batted 380. Uh, I was really excited about that. But then when I saw him in double A, he was just pretty like average, you know? I mean, at least when I saw O'Neill Cruz in double A, you know, he didn't have the best attitude down there. And I do think that he's matured quite a bit, you know, having those struggles in the bigs, you know, it it just kind of um, took a lot of the chip off of his shoulder. And it's not that he's not confident anymore. But he's not as cocky as he was. And I think that's a good thing for O'Neill Cruz. Um, but yeah, you look at a guy like Nick Gonzalez who did well in Greensboro. But he didn't look like a superstar in Double A. He just didn't. And none of the guys really on the team, other than Rowanza Contreras, who has already made it to the major leagues. And other than um, 
O'Neill Cruz, who has already made it to the major leagues. None of the guys we have looked like superstars, except for Andy Rodriguez. You know, so we have really, there's really one guy that we can look forward to this year. And then the guy that I saw this year pitched some really great games um, was a guy that I've been following for a while, Michael Burrows. And on the pitching end, you know, he has a chance to impact the major leagues. I mean, is he going to be really good in his first year? He's probably going to have some ups and downs. You know, I mean, even though he has really good pitches, it just takes time going against major league competition to just come in and do really well. So, I mean, I imagine that he's going to take his lumps, but I'm still excited about seeing him. And I know that people are excited about seeing Andy Rodriguez, and some people think he should be right up in the bigs. And I've said that I think he could go for some more minor league at-bats. So even though, even if their main reason for holding back Andy Rodriguez is to um, limit the amount of money he's going to make and also um, make sure we have him for an extra year, you know, because we're a low revenue team and we're never going to have a normal payroll. Um, You know, we keep him for an extra year. Even if that's the motivation of the Pittsburgh Pirates, I just think Andy Rodriguez could use some more at-bats. He hasn't really had a ton of double-A at-bats where the pitching is so much better and triple-A at-bats where the pitching is better. And um, I don't mind seeing Andy Rodriguez not on this team. So we added a catcher. You know, he can't hit a lick, but he should help the young pitchers. Um, We added a first baseman who can't hit very well, but at least he's a first baseman. Um, We're not really counting on um, Rodolfo Castro all year at second base because I think the odds are he's going to falter. He just strikes out too much. He makes too many errors to really throw him out there as a multi-year guy, unless he somehow develops into a different guy. Um, I think we're going to give Nick Gonzalez a shot. And then the question is whether O'Neill Cruz takes a step back or whether he takes a step forward. And I don't know. I ran a poll on Twitter how many home runs he's going to have this year. And most people thought generally between 23 and 29, which I think is dead on. Um, I doubt he's going to have more than um, Brian Reynolds had last year, which was 28 home runs. I think if he stays healthy, he's dead on in that range because I was following him a little bit in that Dominican league and he still didn't even dominate the Dominican league. Um, He still batted somewhere in the 200s, not in the 300s. And he's still going to have a problem with um, making enough contact. But the ball just leaves his bat so much quicker that he is definitely going to benefit from the shift. um, Because it's really hard if someone's hitting a ground ball at you 110 miles an hour um, for you to have any sort of range on that ball. And I think that is going to increase, even if he doesn't make any more contact, I think that's definitely going to increase his um, reaching base. So I think that his average might move up, maybe even over 250, which would be a pretty good jump from his 236. Um, And if he gets near 260 batting average with his speed, I think you got got someone who's going to help your offense a lot. If he can do that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. That O'Neill Cruz is going to do is increase his batting average, still hit some home runs, and he's going to be pretty good on the base paths. And he's going to be a 30 error guy at shortstop. 
you know, so one of the things we're going to watch is, are they going to try to switch him over to first base? Because we don't have anybody targeted for first base. We have a minor league guy that we traded the Cardinals for um, who could step in and play a little third first base this year, probably somewhere towards the middle of the year. Um, but we don't have a long-term option at first base unless it's the guy that I've been throwing out there, Henry Davis. But we don't know for sure that Henry Davis is going to be a major league player. Uh, and that's just the facts of um, prospects, especially in baseball. So could O'Neill Cruz be a first baseman down the road? Yeah, he could be. He could be. And, you know, the prospect junkies will say that you're wasting his arm. But if the guy has 30 errors at shortstop, his arm isn't helping you all that much. You know, those, that 30 errors is going to lose you at least six or seven games throughout the season. So it's not going to lose you every time. But that six or seven game loss is a big deal. And that's why teams do not like to play players that are going to have at least 30 errors because they lose games. Just like a bullpen guy that's not that good will lose you games like Captain Underpants last year, you know, um, or Will Crow last year. You know, those guys are going to lose you some games. And Will Crow, the way I look at a guy like that, he's got a 5.40 career ERA. So I'm not looking at him to, to say, oh, well, he was good at the beginning of last year. He probably just got tired at the end or he was injured at the end. I don't really look at it that way, you know. I look at it more realistically as he has a 5.40 ERA in his career. He'll probably be somewhere around there or maybe a little bit better. But most of the most of the um, improvement in the bullpen is going to come from a couple of the new guys we signed and just those three guys that have career ERAs under four. And, you know, one of those guys is Chase DeJong, who really pitched well last year. He kept his ERA under three for the entire year which is pretty impressive. So, I mean, I think you can count on that guy, even though he wasn't good two years ago when he was a starter. I think you can count on that guy to be a decent reliever. And then, you know, the guy we signed and then somebody else we kind of carried over. Um, We have three relief pitchers plus Bednar that have career ERAs under four. Those are the guys that I tend to count on over Will Crow because just looking at his overall numbers for his career, they're a little too high, you know. Same with Captain Underpants. I mean, he might be in the four, the high fours, but still, that's not a guy you're looking at to really help your bullpen. So I think we can get some improvement with the Pittsburgh Pirates. But just in general, like when I lived in Chicago and it was the dead of winter and it was like it was over Christmas. It was like five degrees for an extended period of time. It was just really cold and really miserable. But occasionally I would get off at the red line stop, which was right above Wrigley Field. And the thing that would get me through these months, especially from January 15th to February 15th, the coldest time of the year, the thing that would get me through these months is knowing that pitchers and catchers were coming soon and knowing that I could watch some uh, minor league games. Well, really, let's call them spring training games, but you have a lot of minor leaguers playing. You can watch some spring training games. Um, as early as like February 20, 20th, you know, like a week into spring training. That kind of stuff is exciting. Pitchers and catchers report on February 12th. So really, we only have a little bit over a month to kill with this offseason. 
And I'm not bringing on the guests this year because I really don't feel like it. But I know that you, a lot of you guys are in the same headspace as me to where it's like, all right, you know, we're in the off season. We love baseball. This is what we look forward to is watching baseball. And we only have a little bit over a month to go. So, I mean, that's what's going on with me today is dancing with sugar plums in my head, thinking about baseballs. You know, just I, I just love the feeling. I don't know about you guys, but I just like the feeling on of a summer day where you're sitting in a ballpark and maybe you have a soda, maybe you have a beer, maybe you have a hot dog. But I just like that, you know, sitting in the ballpark, you get the statistics on the on the board to see how the guys are doing. You get to watch the players play. You get to watch a live baseball game, whether it's in PNC Park or whether it's in Altoona. That's something that I enjoy. And that's probably like the biggest enjoyment I get out of my summer that's outside of my normal stuff, you know, like doing family and watching TV and whatever you might do with your significant other. Or, you know, if you're single or younger, maybe you play video games or whatnot. But I think the thing that we all have in common is we we like that feeling of sitting in a ballpark and just being in the summer, you know, and maybe walking around the ballpark and people watching a little bit. That's what I like to do. And maybe cheering, you know, when if a guy that you like gets a double or a triple or even a home run. I mean, I really think that's what the common bond is between me and my listeners, you know, out there in piratedom. And even though I may be a little more, bit more realistic about the pirates as some of the other podcasts And even though I might talk about other things other than the pirates on my podcast, that is still the thing that we all have in common is we like baseball and we like to watch baseball. And thank God there's no stoppage. Last year was really rough with the stoppage because we didn't know when baseball was coming back. And now we know pitchers and catchers are reporting somewhere around Valentine's Day. And it's only a little more than a month away. And that's what I'm excited about. That's what I'm looking forward to um, every year. And maybe I'll see a couple of you guys at the ballpark this year. I'm definitely going to be at PNC Park over July 30th weekend when the Pirates play the Phillies. And those games are always sold out. And the city's always very excited. Even though it's mostly Phillies fans or half Phillies fans, it's still an exciting time to watch baseball. And it's right around the trade deadline. It's just a really, really fun weekend. I love being in Pittsburgh that weekend um, over July 30th. So these are the kind of things that I get excited about in my life. And my wife likes that I enjoy that weekend because she wants me to have a good time over my birthday. You know, I mean, my birthday is not a big deal to me, but it's a big deal to her, you know, to get me an ice cream cake and, you know, to have people sing to me and stuff like that. She wants to get me something that you know, I'm going to like for my birthday. My kids enjoy my birthday, you know, more than I do because it is what it is. You know, when you get to be this age, I'm going to be 54 this year. I don't get excited about my birthday, but it is kind of cool that every single year the Pittsburgh Pirates play the Philadelphia Phillies in a sold out PNC park for a Friday night, a Saturday night and a Sunday afternoon. Um, at the end of July. And that's something you can always count on. And you can always count on me doing a podcast, even if I don't have any angles. I'll just tell you what I'm feeling and how my life is going. And you can tune in or you can tune out. It really doesn't matter to me. But I know that there's a, there's a little bit of a contingent out there that tunes in. And, you know, 
almost like a good friend, you know, I'm going to be there no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in your life, you still know that I'm going to be here making the podcast. And even if I don't talk about anything particularly interesting, you know, I'm out there, you know, I'm living my life day to day, week to week, year to year, same as you guys. So I love you for that. Peace out. I'm out.